Welcome to Sam and Maggie Hate Glee. I'm Sam. And I'm Maggie. And we hate Glee. Anyway, we're here to discuss Glee, the television show. Uh, yeah. We've been watching it forever. For a long, long time. Years. Years. Yes. Um, and this is the episode 10 yes. of the sixth season. It sure it's is. It's called The Rise and Fall of Sue of Sylvester. Oh, of <laughs> Sue Sylvester. <laughs> it's called The Rise and Fall of Skywalker and Sue kisses Adam Driver at the end. spoilers sorry 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 no it's it's called the rise and fall of sue skywalker Mm. and it's a really bad how many midichlorians do you think sue has a lot um no but yeah so it's i just i we we, i i wanted to talk about this while we watched but then you remind me we should save it for the podcast the whole point um but like so many episodes this season have been devoted to sue yeah and it's because jane Lynch is obviously, like, one of the best actresses on the show at this point. Yeah. But uh, like, definitely comedically. Right. But Sue's character is so bad and, like, toxic that, like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't want to watch. Totally. And nice. um, a big part of this episode is, like, reveal like the fall of Sue yeah. and, like, revealing all of these lies that she has told. Yeah. Which I think is kind of stupid. Like, right. it's, well, not, it's not, like... I mean, it's it's obviously, like... It feels like a writer's room attempt to be like, oh, all those things we said weren't true. So that's how we're explaining how Sue said all of them. And it's like, well, also, like, we could have put two and two together. Yeah, we, I mean, I, I feel like we've acknowledged that Sue, Sue is, is that Sue is constantly telling lies. And that, like, it doesn't need to be addressed in, like, no. this kind of big blow up, like, oh, she's been telling lies this whole time. Like, it's right. like, no, I get it. Yeah. And, like, you telling me that they're lies doesn't make them funnier. Like, no. it does, doesn't make this funny. It doesn't make me feel anything for Sue either. No. Like, I just don't care. If anything, it just made me more resolute that Sue is a time traveler and these aren't lies. It's just that everyone she's worked with has either like she has some like future tech to like wipe their memories or yeah. like you know there's something where she told them she, they can't tell in order to like maintain and, her anonymity uh, the, okay so the michael bolton thing yes. we'll get here but like wouldn't he make her sign an nda i mean maybe if he did then she's broken it multiple times yeah. so like i don't i guess maybe he didn't maybe he was so overcome with lust that he didn't <laughs> I mean, he bought her an island. Anyway, so yeah, so we're talking about this episode. It originally aired on March 6th, 2015 with 1.81 million viewers, which is up from last week's 1.69 million. So I know it's not very high. Again, I just, I've never put in the legwork to find out what like context is for these numbers. Yeah, what the, what the Nielsen ratings actually mean. But like, it seems low. You it know? does seem low. And like, my thoughts about it are, <laughs> does it really matter? It sort of seems like now, like, the people who watch Glee have just, just leave their TVs on. Right, yeah. They like, they're like, oh, okay, this will be good background noise while I knit or whatever. <laughs> um, no shade to knitters. I knit, so it's it's okay. I can say it. But, um, <laughs> so Stupid. who are the director and writer? I don't know. I didn't look it up. Okay. <laughs> Great. Uh Hopefully, I'm going to cut this part. You know, you kept it in to, like, shame me in the last episode, but I'm cutting it. I kept in a lot of stuff last week to shame you. I know. 
your jerk. Do you like how I kept on the part where you had to explain that, like, hitting the thing made noise, and that's why it kept making noise? You're a jerk. You're a mean jerk. Okay, so it was... Oh, wait, which one of these is the writer column? Okay, so it was directed by Anthony Hemingway. Hmm. I'm sure no relation. Who? And it was written by Jessica Meyer. Uh, Jessica Meyer does not have a blue link. Anthony Maurice Hemingway is an American film and television director. Uh, yeah, he's worked on CSI New York, Treme, True Blood, and Shameless. So that explains a lot, because that sounds like it's right up Ryan Murphy's watch list. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, he's gay, so. Yeah, so he's in the, he's in the Murphy stable. Yep. Again, I'm gonna call to us, like, just the image of, like, Ryan Murphy. people. Of, like, yeah, like, classic horse stable sort of thing, but it's just people in there. And Ryan right. Murphy's got a handful of oats, and he holds it up to, you know. Feel for... your oats. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he, I mean. He holds it up to Darren Chris's face, and Darren Chris just, Eats like... out of his hand with this. Oh, gross. Gross. <laughs> I mean, based on, like, an observation we made during this episode, I would be more, I would more assume that he just eats directly with his butt. But um... What? No. His, like, butt does, like, the smacking thing. No, 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 no. <laughs> Darren Chris feels his oaths <laughs> with his mouth. Okay. Okay, so. We open the episode with a number. Which no, is... no, we open with a recap. A very quick okay, one. Okay, a recap about how Sue's evil. Sue hates the Glee Club. Yeah. And it's, like, a myriad of things that Sue... Ha- and the, the guy doesn't even talk. He's just like, here's what you missed on Glee. And then he doesn't say anything because it's just Sue's lines. Yeah. Because, of course, again... Jane Lynch is the best actress for comedy, and yeah. her lines and are delivered like, well. I'm gonna kill you. This is the start of World War II. Satan's power will flow through me. <laughs> the rage fork. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. So, Sue's evil, and we jump right into the episode with a number. Yep. The New Directions are performing Rather Be. Yep. And Jane is the lead. She yep. sounds amazing. Of she course. looks amazing. Yes. Uh, Madison clearly is right. To, yeah. um, Madison was right. To, I guess, like... Be jealous. Be jealous? Yeah. yeah. Like, not angry, but jealous. Yes. Um, Will yeah. is weird. Will is weird. Um, also, this number starts with just, like, the ladies of the New Directions. Yeah. Which is nice, I guess. Yeah, and Kitty um, is, like, really supportive of Jane. She does my... Okay, so we talked about it while we were watching the episode. Kitty does, like, the okay sign with her hand, like, yes. close to her body. Like, good job, Jane. Yes. Um, That is a white supremacist symbol now yes but it wasn't then it might not i mean i i don't think the intention of having kitty the character do it is like a white supremacist nod right i don't i don't think it's a dog whistle but like so but yeah it's it's just sad we were talking about just age bad yeah it just sucks because white um, supremacists take all the hand signs they do they take all the really good hand signs for just showing approval yeah Um, thumbs up thumbs up okay sign Every is, other is the emoji. peace sign bad? I mean, no, I don't know. Like they if you like if know. you kiss your two fingers and make the peace sign. Um, no. Well, remember Geraldo Rivera did that, so I'm gonna assume it's bad. Geraldo, <laughs> my bad, Geraldo <laughs> Rivera. Anyway, um, so we'll get there. But so they do rather be, and then um, all the male members of the Glee Club join in. Spencer, Spencer and can't dance. Spencer, Spencer can't, can't dance. dance. Spencer can't dance. He Spencer just, can't dance. He leads with his shoulders. Yeah. I think that's the problem, is that he's just, like, pretty beefy, so he yes. can't, like, move fluidly. No. He's very blocky. Um, But, uh, so, Clayne arrives during the number and sits in the audience. Blaine looks obviously did you, distressed. Did you see when Myron, like, tried to 
get up to the front for a dance solo and Mason like picked him up and moved him. No, that's amazing. <laughs> I feel like that's happened multiple times at this point <laughs> for musical numbers now that Mason or yeah, now that Myron is in the club. I love Myron. Myron's great. Um yeah, so I actually really like this whole group of yeah. of kids. I think yeah. they're better than the last group, I to think, be honest. Well, obviously the last group had four people in it, so like Yeah, and like the thing about the last group um, Unique was amazing, right. and I thought Jake was hot um, right. and a good dancer, but yeah. he was also messy as fuck. Yes. And Marley... Ryder sucked, and Marley was boring. <laughs> yeah, like, she was up in her own head all the time, yeah. and didn't really seem to, like, she sort of superficially seemed to care about other people, right. but was sort of, like, uh, like dealing with her own shit yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um. But, you know, it's... It's fine. I do like this. There group. was just I like wish... very little com- like com- comedic potential with those people, right? Because I don't want to see Unique as the butt of any joke, right? No, thank you. The jokes that she did tell were funny, but were also like sort of sassy black lady kind of stereotypes. Yes. Um, and there, I think part of the reason why I like this group is that I can tell the diff. Okay. You can tell the difference between them. There's that, but like, let me explain <laughs> it. So if you were to silhouette them yeah. and like, I would be able to know. Which character is who? Based just by the silhouettes. silhouettes. Okay. You know? Yeah. Myron I mean, is little. <laughs> yes. I mean, no, it's a good point. Like, this one has a nice diversity of, like, tall people and people that are fatter and, and people that are co- skin younger, color and, and different color and, like, natural yeah. hair and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, Madison and Kitty probably look very similar, but silhouette. But I think I would be able to tell, though, um, because. Kitty's well, more sassy. Well, Kitty's a little shorter, but they do wear their hair exactly the same. Because they're both Cheerios. They're mandated to wear ponytails. Yeah, and they're mandated to be thin because yeah. they're on the Cheerios. Exactly. Man, that must fucking suck. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I mean, thought. I mean, we're we, so, we're not even getting. So Blaine. Episode, like, so Blaine and Kurt come in. Yeah. Blaine is obviously distressed, and Kurt right. is like comforting him. Yes. And when Will comes up, he doesn't notice these well, <laughs> clear expressions on their faces. He's yeah. like. Okay, I get that you might still be on a uh, vacation, vacation brain, brain. but yeah. tell me, how was it? How can we improve? And um, Blaine is like, I can't really think about that right now. Yeah. Um, Dalton burned to the ground. Yes. There was there, there, there was, was fire. fire. Dalton burned to the ground. Yes. That is the phrase that There's is nothing used, left. <laughs> that is used over and over again, that it burns to the ground. Yes. Like, you don't... I mean... It's Dalton's just, gone. There's nothing Dalton's left. Dalton's gone. We never see it either. There's no. no like kitschy like glee cutaway to like a building on fire. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they've shown so, like worse shit than that. So like, it's, just imagine how funny it would be to have like this building on fire and then like all of the Dalton students just standing and watching it in flames. And, I like, don't think that would actually they, be as funny as you think. They cut to the opposite shot of just like flame and all of the warblers just like sad with like the reflection of flames on their face and the, like single tears running I mean, down their cheeks. I cheek. don't think it would be as funny as you're imagining it um, because I don't think that's actually all that funny, <laughs> but I do want to see Dalton burn to the ground. So anyway, yeah. So This is confirmation that Dalton doesn't has never really existed, or, right? Or that, you know, it was Blaine's creation, and now Blaine has destroyed his own creation yeah. for personal gain. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we move to the next scene. Uh, there's an emergency meeting of the New Directions. Emergency Glee Club meeting to discuss the burning of Dalton. Yes. Um, and apparently Will 
and Kurt and Blaine have and, been in discussion. And Rachel, I guess, is looped in somehow. She's not here. She's not here, though. Um, and they've decided to form a show choir super group. Yes. Um, to make Lemonade. Yeah, because you'll remember the New Directions doesn't have enough people. Mm-hmm. Um, so in order to solve this issue, they burn down Dalton so that the Warblers can join New Directions. And that's where the show is, folks. Um <laughs> And Kenny's like, okay, I mean, does Rachel approve? Right. And that's when we find out that Rachel's in New York. Yeah, on business. For business. Yes. Uh, and, and But Will says she's been looped in and she's okay with it. Okay. Because he would know. Sue's um, here. She yes. arrives. Yep. Um, and... Oh, well, actually, I do want to make one point. Yeah? Like, Will announces that the Warblers are part of the group now, and everyone in New Directions is loving it. Except, except for Jane. Jane which, very pointedly. Of course. Yes. Because all these guys are, like, assholes, assholes. who didn't want Jane Sexist, in the group. Sexist, racist assholes yeah. who didn't let her in, so... And we were discussing, like, the reasons why they might not have let her in. Yes. Um, And, like, for okay, you could just say they're they're, like sexist right they just don't want a girl in the group because of this like tradition bullshit yeah um or they realize that jane is a spectacular talent and she will steal the entire show (laughs) yes the madison problem as it is (laughs) um Um, which is true jane is a spectacular talent and her hair is big and she will steal the show but again i want to i just i would want to be on a team with someone better than me because and maybe it's just a personality thing because like i don't want the spotlight i just want to win still yeah so like if someone else could take the spotlight and i can ride their coattails to victory i would love that totally so maybe it's just that maybe and that's why i'm not in show choir because yeah. i don't want the spotlight yeah only heroes in show I choir sway in the background mm. or i want to play the musical instruments in the background because they're <laughs> nameless we don't know their names ever we and that's su- fine we were supposed to know their names this season remember when like oh, yeah. rachel and kurt were like we're gonna know your names <laughs> well and also because sue like in like at when she talked to Will after he got fired, she was like, "You didn't even learn the names of the band people." And I was like, "Well, this is a setup to actually introduce them, but they didn't ever." It isn't anyway. So uh, yeah, um, Sue's here, upset that the Warblers are here and wants yes. them to get their cherubic faces off school premises. Yes. Um, and Will's like, "Well, they they aren't going to leave. I've already talked to the superintendent, and it's fine yes. that they're here." Yes. And Sue, um, feeling like. Some, he's gone over her head to yes. the superintendent is like, well, I am going to go talk to Mitch McConnell, a close personal friend. Yes. Um, and I was like, so in this universe, <laughs> the, <laughs> the hierarchy of the public school system is superintendent to Mitch McConnell. Yes. What? Uh, Senate pro tempore or whatever. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's just my point. Like, Man, how was Mitch? <laughs> Mitch McConnell was an asshole five years ago. Oh, Mitch McConnell's been an asshole forever. He, he, for his entire life. Right. They do make a joke about how she met him at, like, a, a turtle, turtle retreat. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> which is pretty good. But, and yeah. we were trying to figure out, because they mentioned Mitch McConnell and Orrin Hatch yeah. in this episode. Why the fuck? Like, are... Like, their critiques are still relevant today. Right. Like, these jokes are still relevant today because these old fucking men are still there. Well, Orrin Hatch isn't there anymore. Mitch, uh, Mitt Romney mm, took true, a seat, true. which turns out has been sort of beneficial. Sort of, yeah, because Mormonism. <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> hey, Mormonism came through for a win for this one, y'all. <laughs> yeah, they did it. Um, but they, do they still hate gay people? Yes. Yeah, uh, we're not going to get into that though because that really <laughs> dates the show a lot. Um, <laughs> it also makes me feel sad. But uh, I, but we thought about it and we couldn't think. And like to be fair, like obviously 2015, like Obama was actually you know like 
popular and getting shit done. So obviously, like the Senate Republicans were pieces of garbage then too. Yeah. Um. So I'm sure it was bad, but I wasn't paying attention then because I was a bad because citizen. White, because white privilege, you also didn't have bad. you didn't have to. Exactly. Um. But anyway, so uh, she threatens to go to Mitch McConnell, and then she announces that Doomsday has arrived, and then Will gets <laughs> up on her face and is like, "It's okay, Susie Q." And then she's like, "Don't call me that." And he's like, "What are you talking about, Susie Q?" And then she asks, "What does the Q stand for?" And they're so close, like yes. maybe a few inches away, um, yeah. from each other's faces, and we get like a shot of Myron in between them, like. Like looking at them. There's a lot of that. Honestly. There's a lot of new directions reactions to Will and Sue. The reactions that are coming from the Glee Club are really great. They it are. makes it seem like they're actual characters. Good job, guys. Yes. Yep. So then we move to Sue's office. Becky is mid-scream yeah. at Sue. She's confronting Sue for her unfairness. Yes. Um, and is upset that she's not going to let the Warblers join the Glee Club. Yes. Um, her boyfriend is here. Yeah, we Dan, don't remember his name. Billy. <laughs> whatever something the man yeah um and becky is like i perjured myself for you we get a flash of her in a courtroom like taking an oath yeah Yeah. for what court case she says she perjured in front of a grand jury what (laughs) but also she's shoplifted for sue we see a shot a shot of that too yeah um but like seriously the grand jury though what what was it what sue's never been on trial from what we have seen so who knows um and uh, Becky says that she's reached her moral limit. Yes. That this... this the school burning down and not letting those kids join Glee Club is her limit. Yeah. One step no further. Yeah. Um, and her boyfriend, like, sort of translates? I mean, she's screaming is the thing. She's screaming and a and... little intelligible at, po- at points, yeah. but, like... I So, it's not, like, a f- it's annoying not like a, yeah, it's not anything. like a mansplaining thing it's, it's more just like, like sue a, being, oh i think he's i think she's saying this like right because i think sue asked sue was like what what are you saying becky like yeah. yeah but yeah and then so becky storms out i think it's like that's a more polite way of um like interpreting becky's delivery rather than just having like subtitles on the screen you <laughs> oh know like God. you know like That'd in reality horrible. tv yes. when a brown person talks and they put <laughs> subtitles at the bottom <laughs> Spanish intensifies or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, but yeah, so then uh, yeah. S- Becky storms out and is like, I refuse to be a part of this anymore. And then Sue blames the boyfriend as he also leaves. Yeah. And he's just like, listen, I'm just here. Yeah. <laughs> and he yeah. goes, um, so we see Rachel at Niata for yes. the next scene. She's walking down this, this singular the hallway. hallway. The hallway. The hallway that looks oddly like Artie's hallway for, yes, at for- his college. Well, hmm. it's New York. All the colleges look the same, I assume. Um, so Rachel's at Niata, and she's asking for a second chance from an unseen yes. Carmen Thibodeau. Yes. So she she goes. We get a voiceover about how this is like her grand like gesture. She's a new person. She's gonna go and she's get the door slammed over. in her face, and she's ready. Um. So she goes up. We see the door to Carmen Thibodeau's office, and then uh, her secretary, I guess. Yeah, comes out and is like, she's ready to meet with you quickly. And she's excited for this. You're screwed. <laughs> yeah, that um, secretary's a bitch. Yeah. Um, and I guess they make her like especially bitchy so that we don't notice that we don't get to see <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we go to Sue's meeting with the superintendent and yes. Will next. Well, okay, so Sue prepped for this meeting. Yeah. She has a gold medal that is a compact. Very, like, very Roz. Yes. Very, um, you know, like... Wearing that gold medal. Because uh, it's bronze medal. 
Roz has a bronze medal. Right. Yes. But Sue has a gold medal. Because it says one on it yep. also. But she's putting on lipstick, which I guess is to help like reinforce this thing that Will like proposed that she was trying to get into the superintendent's pants at one point yeah but, but like... i always thought that the the way that this was shaking out is that sue was trying to get leverage to become the superintendent right that's what i would assume too but i just whatever anyway she goes in and surprise will's here also will's surprised that he's here yeah and um the superintendent says that will is here as an aggrieved party and witness, witness. to what he needs to say next yep. um and apparently the superintendent has seen Sue's hurt locker. Yes, we see his memories in sepia. Um, which as is he, very as he weird. Talks to whoever's holding the camera for his memories, which it's never addressed, but we're pretty sure it's Becky. It's gotta be Becky. It's gotta be Becky. Also, because he knows it's called the hurt locker. Yeah, because like, it's not like there's a sign that says no. this is Sue's hurt locker. Like, yeah, exactly. No, it's just full of weird, creepy shit like that. Yes. Um, well, mache, like the mache paper mache. Uh, uh, Al Roker. Right. Well, so specifically, we get into some specifics here. Um, the superintendent found a doll that oh, has... Myron. Well, it's like a... I, I don't even know what kind of doll it is, but it has like a paper cutout of Myron's face on it's, it. It's just like a little cloth doll. Yes. Um, That has like, my, yeah, yeah, Myron's, Myron's face, face like, taped to the head. Yeah. And, and he, like, he holds it up and he's like, Myron, he's just a young genius. He's an innocent child. Who loves sequins too much. <laughs> Which... Seems to be this keyword that then causes some organ blare, and then the <laughs> we, we get the reveal of the claim shrine. shrine, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa!" <laughs> yeah, which um, just like we were when we saw it, well, like, "Whoa!" Yeah, I mean, he's like, "This is wrong, right? Like, there's something <laughs> wrong about this." A young love is great and all, but there's something wrong with this. <laughs> like, he turns to like Becky, I guess, yeah, to he turns see to it? His memory camera person. Um and. <laughs> Then he sees a magazine in a paper yes. bag yes. on a table and, and he goes over to it yes. and he picks it up. It is a penthouse. He opens it up and he says, Sue Sylvester. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the center spread that Sue did. It was referenced a long time ago, mm-hmm. but Sue did establish that she obtained all copies of it and destroyed them all. Except for except this for one. this one. And so. we go back to the present yes. where the principal, well, sorry, not principal, the superintendent yeah. is telling Principal Sue that now that he's seen her locker of vendetta, he cannot, well, he cannot let her. It's more the pornography, it sounds like, was the real tipping point. Well, he calls it a locker of vendetta. That's a quote from the show. Well, yeah, but he says, he says, I yeah. seen your locker and of vendetta. The, and the porn. And the and... pornographic spread. Yes. Um, and he says that he can't let her be principal at McKinley. He can't let her be, be around, around children. children um, so he has to terminate her employment. Yes. And that's when Sue's like, what are you, what are you saying? And he says, you're fired. Yes. You're fired, Sue. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so Sue has been fired. Yes. From being principal at McKinley. Yes. Who's principal now, do you think? Because we don't see... It's not important What's anymore. What's the I guess? name of the um of the incarcerated person who is her is Janet? Janet? I think Janet. That'd be great. Um, but anyway, so <laughs> but so yeah, so she's been fired. What if it's Becky? What if they put Becky as principal? What if she that's does the make a PR stunt in the next scene. So yeah, maybe. Um, so let do you want to move to the next scene? Yeah, sure. Okay. So we go to an interview with Geraldo Rivera. Yes. Who is a real life person? Yes. His mustache doesn't seem like 
it is. Sure. Real life. Yep. Um, I, and all the pictures of him in like Google images have a variety of colored glasses. Well, I mean, which like who is this asshole? <laughs> like, I mean, he's a Fox News anchor. Right. Exactly. He's a tabloid news anchor which is not a title anyone wants he had like a like a long-running talk show from the late 80s to the late 90s um but like that doesn't make him relevant to the teenager that i was in 2015 no i was i was like 20 that doesn't make sense to like the person watching glee in 2015 but like i mean neither does katie kirk really like I mean, she's obviously I, I like a like cultural Katie, icon. I feel like Katie Kirk was more relevant to me at that time, oh, sure. especially no. because like the people watching Glee knew know who Katie Kirk is because sure. of her long run on the Today Show. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think at this point they just got whoever they could get, and yeah, since true, this guy seems and they like also need willing to do it for the coverage. They also needed here. to get someone from Fox News, right? Because that's like it's a jab at Fox News. It's a jab at Fox News be, to be like, oh, this is the one that's this is the place that Sue respects, right? Exactly, and because Sue's a bad person, right? Uh, yeah. So, so anyway, we see him yeah. interviewing Sue, yes. and exposing her lies. Yeah, he he reveals that fact checkers have disproven. All of the claims she's made yeah. over the past however many years. A big part of this uh, interview scene is just Geraldo Rivera, like, listing off, yes. off all these lies that, like, are not funny. Like, no. they're not jokes. No. Like, it's, yeah. I guess Jane Lynch's, like, sort of aghast reaction is the funniest part, but it's not like, ha ha, yeah. I'm going to laugh now. Like, right. it's just, no, like, I mean- boring. <laughs> I mean, it goes back to the problem, which is that Sue's character is funny insofar that Jane Lynch is a comedic actress who can deliver these lines and make them sound funny. Geraldo Rivero cannot do that. And also, it wasn't funny to be... Like, it honestly wasn't that funny to begin with. Yeah. So, like, having him just deadpan say these things isn't comedy. No, it really isn't. Um, It's just nothing. Sue does have a part where she's like, it's... Like, the waterboarding wasn't a lie. I waterboarded myself. Right. And he just kind of... Yeah glosses over but then so, we get a variety of interviews yes. to like expose sue further yeah so the first one let's michael bolton yeah got got his hand on this ball to clarify that he's never met sue ever he doesn't know what thunderbolton 69 is which is a dead giveaway that he knows exactly what it is and he he didn't buy her an island he didn't buy her an island for their torrid love affair love affair and he's not mm-hmm. the father of robin sylvester right okay which he definitely he definitely is the father he and most yeah. likely is <laughs> yeah um and uh we get a recent we get an interview with the recent alums of the glee club well before we get there we do get a small snippet of rod and andrea oh because yes. we have to see them again and there's also a fun little joke that andrea's only value is her relation to a man yep because uh rod is just inter- introduced as anchor and, and philanthropist, philanthropist. And her card says co-anchor. Well, Rod Remington's co-anchor, specifically. Um, And Rod is like, oh, well, Sue confused grandma's in my condo with love. And it's like, fuck you, Rod. And then we see Andrea Andrea being like, oh, she signed me up for blackpeoplemeet.com and said my boobs look like elephant ears. (laughs) Like, okay. Yep. And then, then, like you're saying, we do get um, some interview with recent alum of the glee club and i was like okay this does make sense because yeah. they can't just interview high school kids without right. like their parents permission right 
even though that wasn't a problem when they did that Katie Kirk interview thing. But um, well, I don't think Katie Kirk actually interviewed any of this. I think she interviewed Artie. I feel like there was a moment where like. I don't remember. But... So Artie is like, like yeah. Artie opens up the um, the interview, being like, she slashed the wheels on my uh, on my wheelchair seventeen times, and uh, like the various grievances. Kurt details the elevator with a bathroom yes. incident, yeah. and the, <laughs> the robot that made noises when they kissed, <laughs> and then yeah, the bear in uh, Blaine's house, and Rachel details the funny girl shenanigans that went and on, and the sex in her apartment. Yeah, um, but uh, and we also Joe is here, right? And he doesn't have dreads; he has yes. hair, um, and. Uh, he says, Sue, cut off my dreads. That's the only line he's ever going to get. Bye. Bye, Joe. Bye. Yeah, I mean, it's cool that he's here. It's um, fun. Fun callback. It's like sugar at the wedding. It's like. Yeah. It is, it is nice to admit that he is alive. Yes. Um. Did Sue do a good thing by cutting off his white person dreads? Probably. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, well, that's the thing. We, we then. So after this, we, we have one more piece of evidence against Sue. But then we do get some, like, rebuttal. So. Sue, after these, stands up and says, I will not stand for this. This is Will, Will Schuster's fault. Judas. She pointed the camera. Judas! <laughs> but then, and... yeah, then Geraldo's like, oh, it wasn't Will Sylvester. We had a different whistleblower. And then a video starts playing. And... Becky the whistleblower package. Yes. So <laughs> it's like Becky being like, who is Becky Jackson? Yeah. <laughs> like, is she like... amazing? Is she truthful? Like all yeah, this it's, shit. It's, it's a great PR stunt for Becky. And Becky's like, how do I know? Because I'm Becky Jackson. I'm Becky Jackson. And we see her like swinging yes. and like walking down a bridge with her boyfriend. Yes. Just like, oh, Sue is a terrible person. Yes. Cheerios, don't listen to her. Think better for yourself. Yes. Uh, she also, her boyfriend also says some stuff about like, well, Becky told me that Sue pushes kids down the stairs and things like that. So. I thought the stories that Becky would tell were just stories, but, but they're not. Yeah, but I do like the plea that Becky makes to the Cheerios to be like, think for yourselves. Don't let Sue control you. Um, but so then uh, Will is kind of floored by this because obviously Becky has been one of her best friends for the past show. Yeah, um. and uh, Sue monologue. Sue's like, Oh, are we at commercial? And yeah. Geraldo says yes. Yes. But it's a lie. Um, yes. And Sue monologues about how the world is tough and how she's dedicated her whole life to the students at McKinley High. Yeah. And this is just character assassination. <laughs> yes, because, yeah, so she's like, you know, the world's really hard, but I put my girls to the ringer in order to make sure that they are strong people. And then she's like, you should talk to Quinn Fabray. She's at Yale. You should talk to Brittany. She's worked at MIT. You should talk to Santana. She'll make a high-class prostitute someday. Um, and, and yeah, Geraldo says that they reached out to all of them and they all refused. To comment. Yeah. Um, and then we do get some positive interviews. Yes. Uh, they're like, okay, the next interview, we've, we've decided to hide their right. identity. Yeah, they're, they're like, Geraldo's like, They've decided to hide their identity, but it no, turns well. The, he, the phrasing is we've decided to conceal their identity, yes, yeah. and we go to the McKinley locker room yes. where we see Sheldon, obviously Sheldon, right, saying, "Oh well, Sue really supported me when I first came to this school, and when I was yeah. married to Cooter, the football recruiter, the, the person known as Cooter, the football recruiter." <laughs> <laughs> um, and then and, yeah. uh, 
she also decided to support me when I decided to go through transition. Yeah. And, um, and then Sheldon's like, I didn't want to conceal my identity. Turn the lights on. Yeah. And like, still the distorted voice. Like, yeah, I support that's... Sue Sylvester or something like that. Yeah. Um, so Which, then... it's just weird. Like, yeah, why it's... did they do that? I mean, I don't know. It's just, it feels like it's, like, we were talking about, it's like, my guess is they didn't want to show a trans person on Fox News, I guess. Is that like what they're trying to say? I don't know. Let me is get it... another interview. With okay. Doris Sylvester. Sure. That's well, yeah. Carol Burnett as yes. Sue Sylvester's mom. Yes. Um, and she's walking like a park with Geraldo and yes. they they're like linky arms and yes. talking about how um Sue is the daughter that Doris just couldn't love. Well, okay. First of all, we get the big truth bomb, which is that Doris and Sue's father, I don't think we ever get his name, um, were not actually Nazi hunters. Yeah, they were never they, Nazi hunters. They just told Sue that so that they didn't have to spend time with her. Um, which is awful. Yeah, it's really bad. Yeah. Um, especially, as you pointed out, because Sue's sister Jane... Was her name Jane also? I don't think her name was Jane. I think it was. I'm gonna look it up really quickly. Okay. Well, but in the... Yeah, so... They, <laughs> but, so... Just to kind of fill this out while you're looking that up. Doris does finish the line... Or finish the interview by saying... You know, Sue was just the daughter... Robin. Of... Robin. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's who she named her daughter after. Right. Yeah, of course. No, 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 no. The actress's name is Robin. The character's name is Jean. Jean. But Sue's daughter must be named after the actress, actress. who yeah. played who played Jean. Jean. Yeah, so... But, no, I was talking about because, like, it's so shitty like obviously it's shitty that they're treating their daughter like this in the first place yeah but the fact that it like if you think about it for half a second which the show doesn't because they are very aware that this looks horrible is that these parents had a troublesome child and then they also had a child with downs and then refused to like take care of them to interact with either of them right because that's how like sue sees it (laughs) that's how she like portrayed their relationship previously yeah when um, Jean was still alive. Yeah, she talks about how she took care of Jean yeah. because her parents were off Nazi hunting. Yeah. Which means that her parents just ditched their kids. And during that episode where Sue marries herself yeah. and Carol Burnett is in it as her mother, like, she confirms that she wasn't there a lot right. of the time. Yeah, exactly. So. They're just cavorting. So Doris fucking sucks. (laughs) Doris is the worst. But Um, yeah, she finishes the interview by saying that Sue was, quote, the daughter she just couldn't love. And Geraldo decides to repeat that. Twice. He says it and he's like, that must be really hard to hear. That must be really hard to hear. The daughter she just couldn't love. The daughter she just couldn't love. Right. And Sue stands up. And punches him in the fucking face. To the ground. To the ground. And then she kicks him when he's down. <laughs> nobody does anything. Fuck. Yes. Um, yeah. The people who do something, are they just come and, like, pick Geraldo up and put yep. him in the chair. And then he, like, they give him his glasses that are bent and, like, broken. And he puts and, them back on. And they give him, a, like, a tissue. tissue. And this is the funniest part of Geraldo Rivero's performance the entire time that he's on the show. It's just him with, like, this bloody nose and these broken glasses slightly dabbing. Yeah. At, like, the obviously fake nose that the makeup team has put on him. Yep. Being like, oh, is Sue really a bad person? Uh, uh, is she a product of her terrible mother? Like, 
And then we get to see the final interview. Yeah, he says, let's give the last word to her co-worker, Will Schuster. And Will has a little interview where he says, oh, you know, she's a bad person, but she has a cutthroat spirit and she makes everyone else better. He bends the knee. He sure does. Like a little... John Snow piece of shit. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> what if he stabs Sue? <laughs> uh, I mean, anyway, so... Have you seen the table read that um, that Lindsay Ellis put in her, like, yes. Game of Thrones video? Well, obviously video? I watched that, yeah. <laughs> Where they, they just all realize that Daenerys is gonna get murdered. And, um... Everyone's just gonna, like... Uh... Kit Harington is just, like, crying. Like, what the fuck? Well, the best yes. part, yeah, like... But, like, no one's really crying in that, like, table read. They're all just kind of, like, What the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, so, yeah. So, then we move to Sue is in the auditorium, which is a weird place for her to be because she's been fired. And also the superintendent specifically said he doesn't want her near children anymore. Yeah. So, why why would she be here? She is doubled over on a piano with a very wide stance so that Jane Lynch can reach the piano. Yes. Um, And... Like, I'm talking, like, six foot, six feet between her yes. feet, y'all. Well, she's tall. It's very wide stance. Um, and it's just funny to, like, yeah. see Jane Lynch in that position. And we've got all the band members just, like, screaming some music at her. Yes. Um, and Sue thanks them for the orchestration for her melancholia. Yes. It's very stop. somber. It feels like a death march. Um, yes. It is weird that we're in McKinley Auditorium. Well, so her mom but, arrives. Yeah. And thanks Sue for agreeing to meet with her, which I guess is why we're here. Um, But so... And she... Okay. So Doris, like, tells Sue that she and her father just never really got the hang of parenting. Right. Um, And, like, kind of apologizes, but yeah. really just tells Sue that, like, you can be angry at me, but you need to, like, come around so that no. we can share a pastry one day. And I just fucking hate her See, like even I, when she's yeah. like quote unquote apologizing yeah. she's telling sue what to do like fuck you doris fuck yeah. off yeah that's fair i i mean i didn't feel as it was so much a demand as more of just like i hope that we can be friends someday fuck her but, but the other thing though too is that sue also apologizes which is so like okay this is like the fourth or fifth time this has happened in the past like five or six episodes where someone has like a weird amount of character growth off screen yeah. and we don't see any of it and they just are different because Sue apparently went to an Oprah convention over the weekend. Yeah. So she's super chill now. So she knows about emotional intelligence and how relationships are like a two person yes. interaction. And it's, yeah. it's just And, and so stupid. she actually apologizes to her mother first for being a problematic child. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck. Doris. Doris is the fucking worst. Yes. Sue is like, oh, I remember as a kid, like... Trying the, to light you on trying fire. Trying to kill you. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's not your pro. You were a child. You were a child who was being ignored. Yeah. And who also saw their, like, sister with downs being ignored. Right. It makes sense that you would hate your mom. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, God. Then we get the real... This is the real nugget here, apparently. This is what the show wants us to know, is that apparently Doris forced Sue to go to old school musicals. Yeah, that's like their root of their relationship problem is that like Doris likes movie musicals and Sue hates them. Right. Well, and I read that as them writing a backstory as to why Sue hates like 
the Glee Club so much is because her mother tried to force her to like musicals oh, and she didn't want isn't to. Isn't part of the reason why Sue hates Glee Club is because she tried to be an actress and like... Oh, right. That's also and true. And it all failed. Yes. <sighs> she has lots of backstory. Um, but so, that we've just again, gotten in like the I'm, past 10 episodes. <laughs> again, a lot of Sue this season. Um, But yeah, so... They maybe, sing the they sing the know, trolley song. Maybe you know what they should maybe, what? maybe what it was is at the beginning of the sixth season, Ryan Murphy went to that writer's room and he was like, Okay, everyone, it's our last one. We gotta wrap things up. The one thing I really want this season, we need to really explain why Sue hates the Glee Club so much. So everyone write your own episode to figure out why, and we'll just do all of them. <laughs> So anyway, it's her, um, it's her mommy issues. It's, it's her hurt locker. <laughs> it's her clean stand um. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah, like you said, they sing the trolley song together. Um. It's fine, but it's boring. Yeah, like the bell ringing. That's that's sort of ring ring fun. with the bell. Yep. Um. Anyway, so then we move to uh Rachel, Sam, Mercedes, and Blaine all sitting in the teacher's lounge, which is a weird place for them to be. They're um, talking to Rachel about Rachel's New York plans. Yes. Um, how Rachel went to talk to Thibodeau and how yes. things might shake out well at Niata and how she might go back to Niata. Yes. And Mercedes is like, why do you need to go back there? Yeah, Blaine is also like that because Blaine, you'll remember, also got also kicked, got out, kicked of out by Carmen Thibodeau herself, yeah. apparently. Yeah. Which, fuck, I wish we'd seen that. Yeah, well, and so what's weird about this for me is that Rachel tells us that, like, it didn't go particularly well in that, like, Carmen Thibodeau, like, told her to get out of the office. Yeah. Um. So she's writing a letter to Carmen Thibodeau to, like... With, like, a praise for the Glee Club that she's teaching. Yes. And stuff. Um... Which we find out is apparently all from JBI's blog. Yep. He should have graduated by now. Why is he still writing about the high um, school glee club? He is graduated. But I don't know. Um, Creepy. Creepy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, um, Sam thinks college is good. Right. So so Rachel gets a phone call from a yeah. New York number and she's like, oh, I have to take this. It could be Niata. And we hear Sam being like, oh, but isn't going back to college a good thing? Yeah. And... Rachel comes back being like, that was actually uh, the people from the Ra- uh, the Richard Simmons musical that you put me up for, Mercedes. I yeah. got the part. Yeah. Uh, and she's really excited. Yes. And she's going to go do it. Yep. And that's when Sam is like, but what about Niata? And Rachel's mm-hmm. like, but this is what I wanted. Yeah. Rachel's like, oh, fuck that. Um, which is fun to see Rachel do her, you know, usual 180 as soon as like, it's just my thing on watching this is like. I know you think that the Sam plotline is dumb, and I don't disagree, but I do think there is some value in to be like, Rachel, you ran into issues last time because you didn't think through your actions ever, like when you you just did whatever you wanted, and you're doing that again right now. So like, maybe you should, like, I'm not saying it's wrong to not go to Niata and to take this part. I'm just saying, maybe think think about it. Maybe think about it for 10 minutes. Just like, like sit down, Rachel, and Sit quietly for yes. 10 minutes. Well, that's and, impossible. And but, yeah. consider your options, right. okay? Just sit here for 10 minutes and consider your options, okay? It's just... That would be so so fruitful for her, probably. <laughs> Write a pro-con list of both of the things. Like, do something besides just, like, being like, oh, I have to go to Niata. That's what I gotta do. I gotta convince Carmen Thibodeau. Get the phone call. Never mind. That's stupid. I'm just gonna go do a Broadway musical instead. This is what I wanted that all along. That she had forgotten she auditioned for. That's what she says. <laughs> yep. I even forgot I auditioned for it. Like, yep. Rachel, yep. you flew to New York for that. 
Yeah. So we'll get back to this in a minute. But in the meantime, um, we move to a rehearsal for the new New Directions where the Warblers are on one side of the stage and the New Directions are on the other side. And they're doing some very basic choreography that yes. apparently the New Directions just can't get. Well, like, I mean, but they, it's great. They do do it mostly there's like maybe one or two who really can't no but like there are people who are into like myron could probably do it like the you know the person who's playing myron could probably do it very easily but they're intentionally just like doing something else which is very fun um but myron is great myron is great but so then the warblers get upset because jane points out that one of the big problems that they're having right now is they're still two distinct groups because the warblers are continuing to wear their dalton uniforms even though they are now attending students well, I guess they're, Question te- mark? they're in the Glee Club, which makes them students of someone. And um, Jane's like, your sexist empire doesn't exist here, yes. <laughs> which is amazing. Yeah. We stand. She is wearing a blazer sort of to like prove that that, they're, it, that yeah. it doesn't belong to them. Yes. Like, it's not a Dalton blazer. It's like a a fashion blazer. Yeah. Um. The Dalton guys respond. The, the one guy, what's his name? I don't know what his name is. He's like the like. I want to say it's committee. Trent, but that was like a different no, no, warbler. Trent is like the cool warbler. <laughs> yeah. This guy sucks. This so. guy sucks. Um, and he is like, oh well, this blazer is very important. Our school burned to the ground. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. Someone else is like, our school burned to the ground. <laughs> and we um, see them being like comforted in the yes. next shot. Yeah. It's. I do appreciate the background acting this episode because that's what made me laugh the hardest. Sure. Like throughout was yeah. just like the res- the faces of yes. random Glee Club kids or random warblers. Um, he does say that putting on the blazer elevates you to a sex god status. Right. I disagree. I also disagree. Um, yeah, it's just like, I guess we're supposed to feel bad because their school burned to the ground, but we don't yeah. really have any context. And also they're all assholes. So I don't really care. So the options they're considering is like, nobody wears blazers or everybody wears blazers. Yes. That's the, well, and not only that, but they think that all of the new directions should have to wear Dalton blazers. Yes. And because their school burned to the ground. Right. Um, Will comes up to have his final word. Yes. And there is some final word. Will piano music. <laughs> You know, like, when sort of arguments have come to a head and Will is like, chill out, everybody. This I'm, is what's happening. Yes. I'm the boss. Right. Um, and there's always, like, some sort of subtle Pian- yeah. piano music yes. behind him. He says that they're at McKinley now yes. and they can't wear the blazers. Right. Um, Which they're not happy about. But, no. Um, and then... Sheldon arrives and is like, this doesn't matter because Sue is the new coach of Vocal Adrenaline. This is the, there is a shot that is like from Sheldon's perspective on this, in the house up to the stage where it's like perfectly framed to just sort of draw the eye to Darren Chris's ass. (laughs) Yes. And when I, when I, cause I saw it, I was like, damn. And I had to go back so that Sam could see it. And when Sam saw the shot, he was like, damn, like it's not subtle no it really isn't it's um, sort of blatant like let's all stare at darren chris's butt <laughs> but ryan murphy <laughs> so <laughs> you then, horn dog so then we move on and we see sue in front of vocal adrenaline and she is the chase or chad or whatever the fucking guy's name is like oh, are you supposed to be the Brent. teacher now even though you got fired from your job carl and- <laughs> 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 Johan. <laughs> Sue is like, 
So he was like, no, I'm here to test you to see if you're good enough to beat the New Directions and win nationals. I have to put you through the Barftron 200. Yes. Which is the a very difficult workout routine yes. where you have to do a variety of different exercises and then 200 do, times, yes. And then, then do 200 run-throughs of the song Far From Over. From the sequel to Saturday Night Fever. Staying Alive. Yes. Um, and... They do it. They do. They do, they do the, the number. They do far from over. Just one for us. But I thought it was great. It I loved great. it. They throw each other around as Vocal Adrenaline does. Yes. And um, everyone's just so buff and yes. well, good. And, and I point out, but it's it's very inside Sue's uh, 80s exercise aesthetic. For sure. Because it's it, it feels very reminiscent of the Olivia Newton-John physical. Yeah. It also feels tribute. reminiscent of like cheerio routines that we've right. seen because yes. there's a lot of throwing and... and the a lot of Sue yelling things at them about You think how this is hard? hard. Yeah. Try taking down a gazelle with your bare hands. That's hard. No. I was challenging you at one level, but now I'm challenging you at a higher level than the one I was challenging you at before. <laughs> um <laughs> but so yeah, so uh it's good. Um there's like trampolines and some Brent exercise Carl equipment. Roger comes up to Sue at the end because they well, all collapse. Well, no, but before we do get some snippets of Sue burning all of the shit from her hurt locker. Yes, and there's like a, a like a crochet doll yes. version of Sue. Yeah. That we were trying to figure out where it's from. I don't think it's. I mean, it just. It mm. feels like it's related to Becky somehow, maybe because mm. I I think. Or maybe related to Jean? Jean like, did yeah. Jean give it to her? I don't know. Anyway, Sue is about to burn this, like, crochet doll version of herself, but she yeah. saves it from the trash can fire. Yes. Um, she is yeah. burning, like, trophies and shit, though, which is... Yeah, everything from her heart locker to yes. re- that reminds her of McKinley. I guess. It seems. Yeah. Um, so Brent, Carl, Roger, Ethan comes up to Sue and is like, I speak for all of Vocal Adrenaline when I say I think we would be honored to have you as our coach yes yep so did, that's, did you like my impression it, I thought was, it was pretty, pretty good. spot on that's thank a, you pretty thank good you. frank so <laughs> um so then we move on to uh sam talking to rachel about niata and rachel has caved immediately to the warblers she's like hey or sam try on this warblers jacket so i can see how it looks and fits because that's what we're gonna do because their school burned down um, because their school burned down, and it's the least thing we can do. Their school burned to the ground. It's the least we can do. And that's when Sam decides to change the conversation from being about jackets to being about college. Yes. Smooth um, transition. Because he thinks that Rachel needs to go back to Niata. Yes. Because college is worthwhile or something. Well, as we find out, it's because he never went to college, so he thinks it's valuable that she doesn't make his mistakes. Yeah, Sam is kind of like the is kind of a sort of person who um, doesn't really have thoughts of his own. No. He just, like, sees thought patterns that other people have and yeah. kind of mimics them. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Um, I mean, that's, yeah, like, literally he was evil for a few episodes because Sue, quote, hypnotized him. Although, like, again, I'm not <laughs> sure. At this point, now that we've established that Sue is just a liar about everything. Wh- Does what magic am I exist? What am I supposed to think about that stupid hypnotism? Like, is it just that Sam's an idiot? Probably. Um... But I, I think magic exists. Let's just... Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so... Uh, yeah, he thinks that Niata's important, that Rachel needs to go back, and that, like, this is the opportunity, and this is what she wanted, right? And then Rachel's like, no, what I wanted was to go back to New York on my own terms. Right. And my own terms are in this part now. Yeah, and she's like, it was desperate of me to want to go back to Niata, and I'm not that person anymore. 
She doesn't say that, but... Then she gets a phone call. Yes. And it's a New York number. Yes. It's Carmen Thibodeau. It is... It is Carmen Thibodeau. She's on the phone with Carmen Thibodeau, and we see Sam, like, behind her, like, practicing warbler moves and yes. Dalton Blazer, and yes. that was funny. Yes. I thought that was funny, because, like, it's like, oh, Sam's <laughs> trying it out. He's seen them do, do them so many times. Oh, yep. it's cute. Yeah, but so we don't really get a lot from Rachel's half of the conversation. There's mm-hmm. a bit where she tries to start saying something. This is Rachel. <laughs> well, but she's like, I, I, and then it just ends, so yep. I guess Carmen hung up on her, which is fine. Um, but then we find out What that, would Carmen Thibodeau say, like, you're invited back to Niata. Try not to fuck it up this time. Well, so, okay, see, that's the part. So, Rachel gets off the phone and is like, oh, that was Carmen Thibodeau. I've been offered a spot at Niata if I want it. Um, which I wouldn't... I would say that from the amount of things I know about Carmen Thibodeau, that's not how it would work. It would be, tell me right now, you can come to Niata if you say right now that you want to, or... Else I'm out because I'm done with your shit. I don't know. Maybe like there would be like a take the time you need to decide. But there is a spot waiting for you at Niata if you want it. Like something but, like that. But why would they even say that? Rachel literally walked out before because she thought she was too good for them. Like, Well, maybe that like interview that she had with Carmen Thibodeau. Like Carmen just saw how sad Rachel was. Maybe. I mean, it's just... For me, it just feels... And, like, yeah. Carmen can be like, I was fucking right. You yeah. are a mess. It's true. You did exactly what I thought you were going to do, which is when you left our school, you, fuck it, you fucked it up, Rachel. You yeah. fucked it up bad because you don't have any discipline, just like I told you. Do you think Carmen knows that Rachel has been offered this part? No. No? Okay. That's fair. Um, but, yeah, so Rachel's like, I guess now I'm conflicted somewhat. And then we cut to uh, a walk and talk between Will and Sam. Will and Sam, where yes. Sam yes. is, like, trying to tell Will that he needs to tell Rachel to go back to college. Yes. Um, because that's what he thinks is important. Right. And Will's like, well, I mean, but she has this part, though. And it, it seems like she's got her life her, figured out. It is her own life. Yes. So I'm not going to tell her what to do. And you probably shouldn't either because you're not going to college, stupid. Yeah. And, and then we hear faintly. An organ um, yes. playing the final countdown. And we go to the auditorium. Yes. And there's a big organ on the stage. And yes. we see Sue, very Phantom of the Opera-like, yes. just wailing on this organ. Yes. And Will walks down there and is like, what are you doing, Sue? And Sue's like, this is the moment where I destroy you once yes. and for all. Yes. <laughs> and and Will's like, I'm pretty sure you've said that before. She's still playing the organ. <laughs> <laughs> the Glee Club must be destroyed, and I know I've said that before. <laughs> it's, I mean, like, in retrospect, like, I think it was episode six of season one where they have their first, like, big, like, confrontation with yeah. all of the, like, March of the Valkyries bullshit. I, I like this. I like it, too. It's very good. I like it, too. Like, literally the only time that I think Will is a comedic like force in the show is against sue like when he is also like vitriolic and angry yes and is like i will destroy you Susie q like that's the only time that i actually laugh at any of matthew morrison's performance yeah that's fair um so yeah so they they yell each a little bit and then brad is introduced to play the organ as as they start the final countdown um, did you notice that Brad is in the 80s get up when yes, we go I to did. the dream sequence also? Yes. Um, uh, it, it flashes to a dream sequence almost immediately yes. uh, when Brad takes over on the organ. Yeah. Because when he does, it like 
the orchestration sort of ramps up ramps up and yeah. includes it, drums and guitars yeah. and, things. and there's it's the final countdown yes we see both sue and will in glam rock hair, yeah glam, yeah metal, um yeah big hair glam rock metal yeah um and okay the biggest grievance that i have with this number <laughs> is i know that, what you're gonna say too is that obviously did they did more than one take because right. they probably they do. have to for every number i'm That's sure fine. they do at least five yeah. like for all the numbers because because <laughs> they have to they can never do any of the choreography and fucking sake <laughs> just go to the just oh, stay away oh, from the wide just go oh, in the close-up <laughs> How much worse does it make it that they have to, like, this shows us, and it's like, I'll let you get to the thing in a second, but this shows us they have to do more than one take, and yet we see the final product, and we're like, they can't do the choreography. <laughs> They've done it multiple times. They had to take multiple takes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, so, in one of Will's costumes, he's wearing a, a headband. Um, yes. And a very long, curly wig. Yes. In another one of his costumes, for the same number, he doesn't have this headband. So there are, like, two very prominent shots of just, like, full, open Will forehead, nice and shiny and super visible. See, that's the big issue, is that, like, the headband was obviously placed there to make the wig line look less atrocious. Mm -hmm. But when it's not there, it's so visible. Yeah, and, and it's like... One shot, the headband will be on. The next shot, the headband will be off. Yes. And, like, this is the kind of shit that, like, just shouldn't happen. <laughs> right? My, I, I still like my personal theory that this is an intentional callback to my headband. Um, <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> but no, I You thought just, Sue looked good. Sue does look good. I think, <laughs> honestly, it suits her. Like, the, like, long, like, kind of, like, mangy-looking wig that she's wearing. It's very voluminous, great. too. Yeah. It's very big up top, as yes. hair metal is wont to do. Um, <laughs> yeah, and... Well, she's got, like, weird, like, like, um... Oh, what are they called? There's, like, chains and like, studs and stuff. It's like stockings for your arms. Gloves. No, no, but, like, on <laughs> your, like, like, a sleeve of stocking. Yeah, I would just call it an arm sleeve. <laughs> Or okay. like a sleeve. But yeah, but like, I don't know. I just, I love the getup. Uh, yeah. Matt is just fine as well. It's like, I mean, I mean, what really sells I thought the, I thought the wig, like the wigs were right. Yes. Like. <laughs> absolutely. The wigs are on point. Like. Which is really what you need. And they don't need to look super good. Like no. they just need to be the, big well, for the joke. The, that's the, that's the point is like, they don't, they should actually probably not look super good. <laughs> like that's part of it. But also what really sells the scene so they're doing this thing. They're like air guitar. <laughs> well, they're they have like guitars and shit in their dream fantasy, and they end up smashing them, which is very fun. And then we see yes. in in reality, in reality, Kurt and Rachel have walked in with the Glee Club, yes. and they see just normally dressed Sue yes. and Will like, like flailing around on stage. Yes, and like mimicking air guitaring and like and like smashing, smashing a fake guitar. And then yes. in the dream sequence, we see them smashing a real one. Yes. It's some good shit. It's amazing. And we see Kurt, like, sort of lean over to Rachel and be like, we can never be this. <laughs> yes. And then what's great is we also get, like, a nice pan across all of the new directions as all of them are just kind of, like, horrified, which yeah. is great. Um, I thought, like, Spencer's disgust face was, like, my favorite one. Kitty's is pretty good, too. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's super reminiscent of, um, like, the 
the song battle that Will had with Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. Um, the when Aerosmith. they were yeah. they were auditioning for Les Mis, the yes. community Les Mis production. Yes. And Will didn't get it. Um, right. Well, he did get he it. He did get it, but, but he refused it yes. for the Glee Club. Yes. For jean jackets. <laughs> Denim jean jackets. Man, those jean jackets were cool as fuck. <laughs> anyway, so... So the scene's over. Um, we move on to the next scene. It's back in the teacher's lounge. Blaine is explaining to Will how weird that last scene was for him. Um, it was sort of traumatic to see you <laughs> so, do that. And then Rachel arrives to tell. I think he calls it psychotic, like borderline, borderline psychotic. psychotic. Yeah. Whoa. Well, I think he mean borderline psychopathic or something or psychopath. Something like that. Yeah. Um, should we should we mention that how they end? the number like with will's leg between oh, sue's legs yeah they're very close <laughs> they like it's a fun little physical gag i think because like they end the number and then they're like right Pose. on each other and then both of them like jump back <laughs> to be like oh, eh, yeah um but yeah so then rachel arrives to tell them um that myron told her and this is the second time we've had someone be like that's not our real problem our real problem is this so she's like myron told me that the superintendent told him that if new directions doesn't win sectionals they're gonna cut all, all the arts, arts programs and music all the arts and music programs at mckinley <laughs> all of them they're all gonna go <laughs> which and then which is great we see we see myron like yeah. talking to the superintendent being like but is it rachel barry paying for it well, well what's great is yeah the framing device since it's someone telling us their conversation that someone else had that they had with yeah, someone else so it's like a russian doll yeah the the littlest one is myron's conversation with the superintendent right. and then we see myron talking to rachel and yes. then we see rachel talking to will and plane right and so like in the one with rachel and myron she's like how can that be? I'm paying for all of the glee. Like, I'm paying out of pocket for the And then the we glee see Myron club. saying well, to the superintendent, how can that be? Rachel Berry's paying out of pocket. Well, the, the best part is this response is like, I know that. I said that. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then, uh, but it's so good. And apparently, I just, like, we know it's why like this a, is happening. It's a resource allocation problem is what the yeah, superintendent says. Yeah. Like, it's not, Rachel doesn't have enough money to fund everything. Right. And um, the choir room needs to become either... A classroom a yeah. or the computer computer lab again. Right. So. But, okay. What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. I mean, I guess I can kind of understand computer lab, but like another classroom. Do you not have enough classrooms for all of your students? Is that the issue? This reasoning is stupid, but it's to get us back to like the, the central yeah. theme well, of gl- we need the glee set so that we can have the same stakes. problem yeah. and stakes to go up against right. again. If they don't win, everything's going to die. Yeah, if they don't win, then the arts are over. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how everything works. Um, But, you know, I, I mean... It's and now obvious, they're obviously yeah. going to win because they're with the Warblers. Like, right. the reason why they were going to win before is because they, they had eight members. People, yeah. Um, and, but let's be real, right? Vocal adrenaline is better. I mean, we haven't seen the performance yet. We don't know. We just saw them do Far From Over. Yeah, but it wasn't in a competition setting. Mm. But, um, yeah, so... Just, other... uh, let's just address it right now. It's ridiculous that the Glee Club has ever beaten Vocal Adrenaline. Ever. <laughs> um, yeah, it just... I just part of me is like I kind of like that they're doing this kind of homage to the original the original yeah but also it's so stupid and it was stupid the first time and now it just feels so stupid that I'm like are you kidding me like yeah but it's fine I mean I'm not I'm not actually that upset it's just very funny that like it's literally like 
Rachel is the will be like, I'm paying for all of it. How can you cut this program that I'm paying for? Yeah. Like, yeah. And uh, finally, we um, well, we get a solution to the jacket problem. Right. Because Kurt, we, we go back to like the pre- Kurt was there too for some reason. And he's like, Whatever. you're right. We should fight. And then Will's like, you're right. I'm a great person because I raised all of you to fight. And <laughs> Stupid. And then Rachel's like, well, we can't even figure out this stupid jacket problem. And then Blaine's like, I think I've found a solution for I that. I think I have a solution for that, Rachel. And then we go to the auditorium yes. where we see New Directions and the Warblers perform together the song Rise. Yes. They are dressed like Mormon missionaries. Yes. To start. Yes. The ties are maybe too patterned. I guess like some, like it, yeah. it, it's like have a fun tie. Right. Yeah. Because they have like plaid ties that are like red and black, obviously. And but... like the the stereotypical Mormon missionary wears a black, black tie. tie. But I have, I have seen plenty of missionaries wearing, you know, quote unquote, fun well, ties. So. Also, they're not all wearing black slacks. They're wearing like gray, gray. slacks and like the the ladies in the group are wearing gray skirts which Can are what finger take your finger off the microphone thank you okay sorry <laughs> no you're good um but yeah so they're wearing like gray pleated skirts but they look to a t like mormon missionaries except the people that aren't white and men yeah <laughs> it, it i think it's just like there's it's just super reminiscent when i see someone dressed like that yeah. with their hair slicked down like that yeah. with a tie like that like i'm like oh they're Hello. Well, well, that's the thing. Book of Mormon yeah. is a thing. And Ding I dong. Think it was a thing at this time. So Hello. Maybe it's intentional. My name is Shitty Warbler. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm here to be a shithead and be mean to Jane. <laughs> but like but that's the thing. All the warblers look like missionaries. But really, a lot though. I just can't I just can't get over it. They're just so Yeah. They suck. So the the, oh. the song yeah. The so- okay, so Blaine, they're singing, whatever, yeah. doing choreography, whatever. They're, they're, they're like two yeah. opposite groups. Yes. And then Blaine brings in this rack yeah. full of red blazers on it. Yes. And Kitty goes over there and starts throwing them to people, and yeah. everybody puts on the blazers, and then they dance as one. Yes. I mean, you know, there's some symbolism or whatever. The red blazers have the McKinley crest on the pocket. <laughs> yeah, a big stinking turd. Um, <laughs> But no, yeah, I mean... It's fine. My uh, the the other thing is we po- I pointed out and we had to go back to check. There are only eight warblers in this number. Yeah. So either they're not using all of the warblers for this number, which seems like a weird thing to do, especially in like a practice where you're it showing sort of like feels like there's more warblers than eight. Right. Because if they had eight, they wouldn't be able to. They also wouldn't be able to participate in sectionals. Yes. So. And there were more than eight in other scenes. Definitely. That's the thing. It's just, it's so There's weird. eight in the number so that they can match up. I guess. A warbler just, to McKinley. It just feels like such a weird thing to do. It is weird. Like you should rehearse with everyone. That's not the point <laughs> of the What's song. Not, the I, point of the song is unity and that they're all right. going to wear these stupid fucking jackets. Right. I hope they don't wear these jackets for competition because oh, I don't think are. I don't think anyone looks good in them. I don't think they do either. I they get really washed out. I don't think they elevate them to sex god status, no, whatever the fuck that one yeah. dude said. Not Trent said. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so then we get a scene at the very end with Blaine, Kurt, and Rachel looking real pleased with themselves. So I never expected that this would be 
that Dalton would burn to the ground. Like No, no, this is definitely a, a twist. <laughs> a twist for sure. It's it's a twist without much like emotional resonance because no. while they sort of seem upset that their school burned to the ground <laughs> I don't really believe it, especially from Blaine. <laughs> well, the the thing about it is it's like is it elegant? No, but it's also not like unelegant. It's just a way to do this, I guess. Like they had to have more than they had to have twelve people. So yeah, here we are. Okay, and like they had to have a reason for Blaine to be on the show, right? Other than being Kurt's husbandle. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like that? No. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, let's let's save the rest of this discussion for the podcast business. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Ding, it? ding, ding with the podcast business. If you gave me a chance, I would podcast. It's a shot in the podcast business. Ding, ding, ding with the gold stars. If I am with you, there's no place I'd rather podcast business. But it's a metaphor. And metaphors are important. Gold stars are important. Because gold stars are a metaphor for me being a star. I'm so glad you're gonna have to keep in my little extra piece of the trolley song. Did you? Well, did you? How did you think? How, how was that? It was fun. <laughs> did it sound like rather be? Sure, it sure did. That's not very supportive. <laughs> it had it had the same like shape. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway, we're, we're in, the, in podcast the podcast business now, yes. which starts off with gold stars. It sure does. Who went first last week? I think I did. Okay, so I mean, Chris technically, but then I did because yeah. Chris couldn't think of anyone because he hadn't seen the episode in a week. So my gold star yes. is going to go to... I Yep, yep. there it is. The look of consternation. Mm, Jane. Okay. <laughs> it's going to go sure. to Jane. Yeah. I love Jane. Take I love her, her very much. Empire. Overthrow it. Have no, has no and she also here. is a soloist in That's true. multiple yeah. songs this yep. episode, and she sounds amazing. She sure Looks does. amazing. Her fashion is always fucking on point. I love Jane the end. Except for the part where she has to wear a Dalton blazer. Except it's a McKinley blazer now, I guess. I mean, she looks... She's the only one who looks good because it doesn't wash her out. That's a good point. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, there's a black warbler. There is a black warbler. He looks good in it, too. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I'm going to give my gold star... Hold on here. I'm All gonna right. Give it, there's a question mark on my to nose. To Sue? No, I'm giving it to Becky Jackson. <laughs> Perfect! <laughs> Cause, um, Perfect. Because her PR still is great. I, yeah, I love um, Becky being the turn and being the whistleblower yep. on Sue's bullshit. Yep. Because, like, she was the henchman for so long. Yes. Um, I, I think this is a great resolution for Becky's character. Me too. I yeah. also just, I just really love... She, and she's doing it to empower the people who are Cheerios now. Because exactly. in her, like, little thing, she's like, if you're a Cheerio, don't let Sue control you. Yes. I just, yeah, I just, I love that this is Sue's downfall. Is Yeah. Is that, like, her closest friend turns on her. Very dramatic. Very good. Yeah. Um. Also, I just, yeah. I think it is peeling back the universe of the show too much to be like, oh, oh Sue, you've been lying this whole time. Absolutely. Also, I'm really curious as to why Becky had to perjure herself for a grand jury. I just <laughs> I just want to know. But I, I guess it's just like a funny visual gag. Yeah. Having her swear on a Bible. 
I don't know. Because well, we see her. I mean, I guess it's showing us the moment of the crime because <laughs> we see her shoplift and then she swears on a Bible, which I guess is the part where you perjure yourself if you technically lie later. Yeah. So anyway, um, let's move on to the best number. How do they swear oh. in atheists? You, you can bring whatever text you want, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, you can. Hmm. If you had to swear on something in a courtroom, what would you what would you choose? The complete box set of Glee? No, absolutely <laughs> not. I mean, honestly, I would probably just be like, I'll do the oath without putting my hand on anything. Right? Like, I'll just be like, I swear to tell the truth. That's what I'm here to do. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I don't, I don't need something else to be what I'm holding myself to. Take that, non... <laughs> okay, so, um... <laughs> Um, so I made this joke the other day. I made this joke the other day when I was uh, driving by a church with a friend. I was like, stupid. Don't they know that morality is free? (laughs) Oh, man. We have fun here. Listen, I don't. (laughs) We have fun here. I don't Um... mean to be like a militant atheist or anything, (laughs) but like that, like sort of edgy teen is still inside of me. Well, you, we didn't record our conversation earlier about our turn. Yeah. Our, our personal turn. So, oh well. It'll be lost. Morality's years. free, folks. So, anyway. Let's move on to the best number. Um, so, we had Rather Be. That's that uh-huh. opening number. We had That's the name of the TV special, so that's not it. Um... The trolley song. Yeah, the trolley song is next. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have Far From Over. Mm-hmm. And then, and then Rise. We have Rise. And that's it. And that's it. My best number is going to be Rather Be. Yeah, me from too. From the beginning. I mean, it's got to be, right? Because like, Jane is the is a beautiful soloist. Holy yes. shit. She sounds and, so good. And the, warbler, the warbler-less New Directions is great. Because it's like characters I actually like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the last, like, Rise song. Yeah. It's, it's not boring. It's not inspiring. Yeah. It's just, I mean, again, it might be because we don't think the Blazers are very, like, suited to being yeah. uniforms. But, like, I get the symbology and stuff, but, like, I just don't care. Yeah. I I don't give a shit that Dalton burned the crown, to be honest. Right. Yeah. I mean, why couldn't they have just done what they did in season one and, like, just throw some randos into the background? <laughs> oh, wait, that's what they're doing. Because, like, no one knows any of these people's names or gives a shit. Well, they just didn't. I think they just didn't want to like reiterate the plot. Exactly. Exactly as well, they okay. have before. Sure, but they you know, have done that. They can't just put the band members in. Again. They keep doing. I mean, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. Rather be is the best number from the episode, yeah. and it starts the episode off on like a really good note. Yeah, on a good note where it's like maybe this will be good, and then and then it just sort of like exists. descends. Yeah. Down yeah. into like kind of like this muck where it's like okay we get it sue's been shamed like publicly shamed yeah. and like the doll like the warblers are here now and rachel is like dealing with relationship drama because sam doesn't want to support her go- having a job like, yeah whatever. Um, so yeah so let's let's save this for just a second let's quantify first okay ratings slushy ratings gotta throw some slushies at the episode the more the worse it was what how many slushies you gotta throw at this episode I think I'm going to give it three. Yeah. Um, so the Doris Sylvester part of the plot, has it's just really bad. Yeah. In my opinion. Oh, it sucks. 
Um, because they, like, try to have this emotional resonance where these people, where, like, Sue and Doris reach some sort of emotional yeah. equilibrium where they're like, oh, well, maybe we can... Be friends uh, We someday. can bond someday. Yeah. And, like, I just don't believe any of that bullshit. Sure. And I... Because I know things about the show that the show doesn't want to like talk about right like it makes Jean. that interaction worse right Gene, yes. and also i just carol burnett is there because she's carol burnett right and well, while yeah. i like her as yeah. like an actor i don't have the nostalgia right. associated with her so honestly i don't give a shit i don't right. i i don't think this is a good closing of sue's plotline in no. the slightest yeah i mean it's, it's, it's kind of obvious that at this point we're on this, like, victory tour of, like, oh, let's bring back everyone who's been on the show for yeah. one last little thing. Because well, we, we saw get... Joe, we saw Sugar, we see her mom. Well, we, we get see... to see Christian Chenoweth and Idina Menzel again. I mean, Idina Menzel, maybe. Because she's Chenoweth... Rachel's mom. Yeah. Christian Chenoweth, I don't know. That yeah, seems April Rose perfect. might be dead in universe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she and Gwyneth <laughs> Paltrow planned on, like, robbing a cruise oh, ship yes! or whatever. Yeah. Yes! Yes. Pirates. I mean, hey, are gonna, pirates. Are we going to see Gwyneth Paltrow again? No. I kind of hope. I wish we did. I, Holly I, Holiday's great. I feel like it's completely reasonable to assume that both April Rhodes and Holly Holiday are dead in Glee <laughs> Universe. <laughs> they died together. <laughs> On a cruise ship. <laughs> yeah, that they were trying to steal. Um, Yeah. Uh, I mean, who else at this point would be, are we missing from the Victory Tour? John Stamos? I mean, he's not. Nah. Nah. I mean... We saw Emma, so she's she's there. Yeah. Ken Tanaka. Taking <laughs> <laughs> a real full circle. Um no, I mean well there was a joke at one point though, wasn't there, where um before his transition he was uh, Sheldon was on a dating app and like the only match was Ken was Tanaka. Was Ken Tanaka, yeah. <laughs> that was sort of funny. Um but yeah, I mean I don't. I just don't know anymore. We have three episodes left, and I. Oh, to clarify, I'm going to give this two and a half. Um, okay. I agree. Like Sue's storyline sucks, but the Becky part's great. Yeah, the Becky part is good, and there are some funny parts. But like the Geraldo Rivera interview, just like it stinks overall. It stinks. Like, yeah. and the interviews yeah. were just like we've seen this before. <laughs> right. Well, or like the Glee kids go through all these grievances, and we're like, yeah, we saw all these things happen. We don't need you to reiterate them. Yeah. Um. And then, I mean, the thing is, I liked the, um, wait, which part did I like? Oh, shit. I don't think I liked any of it. Oh. Uh-oh. I mean, it wasn't bad. It's just not very, like, like, what's my takeaway from this episode? That Sue was fired? Like, uh, yeah, that Sue's fired, that Rachel's conflicted about her future. Rachel's always been conflicted about her future. Yeah, um, that Jane still, it like. Jane's a good soloist. Well, I think, like, Jane singing the last part of Rise is supposed to to convince us that, like, she's okay with the Warblers being here now. Right. Which, again, is just another example of let's not do any actual work on the character and just make you assume that we either did it off screen or it's resolved through musical tension. The music solved everything. Right. Um, Spencer and Alice Day are singing at each other a little bit. Are are we supposed to believe they're in love? No, no. I love the part where Sue and Will fight. Obviously. Yes, the dream sequence yes. fight! The yes. final countdown! Also the little bit at the beginning where Sue, where Will gets up on her face and calls her Susie Q and she goes, what does the Q stand for? Yeah. That, I like that too. The final countdown, I didn't put it as like my... Oh, I forgot. That's I, a number. That I was a number in the show. It was. I didn't consider it for my best number though because right. like, 
it's really more of like a prolonged joke than a right. musical number. I mean, they do a good job. Yeah, it's fine. The, the thing is, I feel like that song is just a little too... Memed? Meme-y, yeah. <laughs> um, just, I mean, my... The bigger issue is just it's another, like, 80s, like, pop rock yeah. number that Glee would obviously do. Like, How do you think we can describe something that is meme-like without... Saying meme because it sounds like you're mispronouncing <laughs> meme? Yes. I have no idea. Um, anyway, so... Meme-ish. Yeah, so, like I was saying, we have three episodes left. Yeah, fuck! Uh, I mean, sectionals has to happen, but that's going to be the last episode, right? Like, Are we sure... Will sectional could sectional be next episode? I mean, because it was two weeks away. Yeah, last but like, week. Have these ever actually been a, a full week apart? Fuck no. <laughs> but like, or has time meant anything? Yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> maybe a week is actually like a month in the Glee universe. Who knows? It's smarch all over. Mm. But I mean, it's just. I mean, I guess maybe we could see like sectionals, and then it would be like a time jump to like here's yeah. where they are now. That feels very Glee to me. Um. Will taught at McKinley until he died. Doing what he loved. Okay. Drinking coffee in the teacher's lounge. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I think we are going to get a time jump. I think we're going to get a a time jump, not next episode, but the episode after that. Okay, so two away. Yeah, I think we're going to get like a five year time jump. I think it's going to be dramatic. Okay. And I think someone's going to be pregnant with Clayne's baby. (laughs) Absolutely. Let's take bets. Quinn, Rachel, or someone else? Rachel, for sure. Oh, God. Rachel, for sure. I thought Rachel was saving herself. Who, for Jesse St. James? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, because they're endgame. <laughs> well, no, she, had, she had that conversation with Finn that one time where she was like, like, I'll win a Tony when I'm 25 and then we can have sex because that's when I'll be ready <laughs> or something like that. So, <sighs> What do you think's going to happen? Uh, I Honestly, at this point, I don't know. They've thrown so much shit at the wall just to like do it, I guess. Like... Dalton burned down so they can do sectionals. Okay, cool. Like, <laughs> I mean, the problem is obviously like the whole end game of each season since like season two has been nationals, obviously. Yeah. But this one, it can't be because they don't have enough time. And also there's no way in hell the new directions are going to even make it to nationals, <laughs> let alone like do well Are there. they going to win sectionals? I mean, they have to at this point, so that, right? So that the arts can... <laughs> Right, because that's the thing. That's the thing. At the end of the at the end of the show, Will's going to be the teacher for the Glee Club Mm -hmm. at McKinley, and the Glee Club has to exist for Will to be the teacher there. So they have to win sectionals so that all of the arts and music programs don't get cut. Um, and that's my reasoning for it. I don't have any other reasoning. It's not based on like talent or like likelihood the show has set it up. It's just based on that. So with that, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Um, if you want to reach out to us before the show ends, you can um, email us at snmhakely at gmail.com yep. or hit us up on Twitter at snmhakely. Yep. Just a shout out real quick. Uh, we got an email from one of our friends, actually, um, one of our close friends, Jamie, mm-hmm. um, who pointed out that she did climb a rope in PE in elementary school. Hmm. So they did exist. And this also made me remember that I, I do distinctly remember there being a climbing rope at our elementary school. Yeah, there was a climbing rope, but I do not recall climbing, climbing it. it. Right, yeah. So that's... It was always, like, up and right. away. See, that's the thing. Is I feel like we were on, like, right at the end of the, like trend of people actually having to climb ropes. Yeah. So that explains why all these old people are writing it are into the TV shows. Are thinking that ropes... <laughs> Yeah, are a thing. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. So anyway, um, I, thanks. Uh, yeah, you can email us too. Um, but uh, yeah, at my middle school, there was definitely like a rope that we never used. Yeah. Close to the place where I couldn't do pull-ups. <laughs> Yeah, man, so, those presidential fitness tests fucking sucked. I always had to be. I was like partnered with like the like jockey dudes who were just like, "Oh, you just are breathing wrong," and I had to be like, "Can you shut the fuck up?" And then, of course, you know, early twenties, I was diagnosed with um uh, uh, exercise induced asthma. So fuck you, <laughs> shitty jock. Fuck you. Yep. And, and that's, that's the whole reason of the, we've been making this podcast, just so that I can extract that vendetta against that one <laughs> shitty dude I knew in middle school. Oh, you didn't even name him. You're just I think his, supposed to guess. I think his name is George. George. Oh, no, no. Now you've named him. Now, now it's real. He had short hair. This is nothing. <laughs> I'm gonna end this. Um, <laughs> next week we'll be back with season six, episode eleven. We built this Glee club. So I'm guessing. Probably a tribute episode We're to Jefferson Airplane. <laughs> Everyone We're ready? Um, Hardship and stupidness. <laughs> Stupid. So, Never until, mind. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Until <laughs> next week, where we talk about that episode. <laughs> I've been Sam. And I've been Maggie. And we hate Glee. From the top. <laughs>